That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast rewatching Dawn of Justice one minute at a time and then taking many, many, many more to discuss it. I guess recently we went through all of Minute 52 without commenting on that being in itself meaningful to DC Comics and the DC Universe. But we've already had, I think, a, the football game Easter egg. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you already know. The, the significance of Minute 52 being the one in which Lex orchestrates, yada, yada. We've arrived at Minute 53. Bruce, I think, is going back to retrieve what he came for. Clark is instantly distracted by something else happening. Diana, uh, hey, where did she go? This is a really interesting part that I don't, I've never taken the time to think about it this in depth, but she was lurking somewhere. So the question is, we were questioning last minute how much she knows. So clearly she went down here and then found the leech and then took the leech for herself. Did she know it was Bruce's the whole time or did she hang around so she could find out who came to get it? My my reading of it, because you could read this and say, you know, it doesn't make any sense for her for her to stay. But my reading of it at this point, and I don't know if it's been from the very beginning, because um, the the artistry and impact of it is so good, <laughs> even without any, you know, of of Bruce looking and seeing her, and then we get another sting of her music. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this where we get the first of her cello? Yeah, yeah, this was we got like an an echo in another room when he first locked eyes on her and yeah. now we get this incredible you know like film noir detective sting uh which i remember the like smirks that that came across my face the first time i saw it of of how much he was playing with the audience a little bit but i read it as she was waiting to see who put it there and then waited so that he would know she took it she definitely wants him to know that that she it has was her it. and the yeah. way that it plays out in the future it makes sense that she would want him to know that it was her that took it. By the very restrictions of our podcast, we can't get too deep into that. But it, I now read it as she wanted to know who did it. And when she saw who it was, she wanted Bruce to know that she was the one that took it. Yeah. As much sense as any femme fatale in the noir equivalent of this would want. Is she the one that caught his eye with the, um, what, pretty girl, bad habit, don't quote me? Yeah, because she walked by right, but right, but right then. So I thought I was that was implied. But so you kind of wonder now how if she's been sort of hanging around to to catch his eye. Well, yeah. In in hindsight, now she saw him first, and then he saw her. That's how it happened in the party. After he went off to pull off his mission, we returned to her watching the speech, and she was looking around like she was had been keeping track of where he was. Yeah. So it makes sense now that when he emerges from the basement, she's that's right where she's going immediately past him. <laughs> oh man, these are like the worst tales in the this world. This is this is opening up even more questions than that I didn't think. Like, is she? Did she just happen? Because the 
the question was, does, does Lex know that she's there? Would like, and so now I'm wondering, is she there because maybe she followed Bruce from the beginning, knowing that he was looking for that? Well, also? Would she have heard the radio? Or then that was another question is, do we know about her power set and, and can she, can she follow that? Or has she been following the same clues that Lex has been leaving for Bruce and he just mm. doesn't know that she picked up on the same trail? I like, I like the idea that she knows everything that's going down this entire, like she's the only person that has it all figured out and she just doesn't care until she has reason to. Cause you know, she's just got her own stake in it, but I, I kind of yeah. like the idea that like she she's on Alexa's game and he has no idea because because she is older and wiser and just yeah. stays out of. But yeah. um, I don't know if that's exactly the correct reading, but but that's a really I cool think, idea. I think that you're you're right to say that the reading we're supposed to take is that she knows more about what's going on than either Clark or Bruce do individually. Yeah. Or than Lex, because if Lex knew that she knew what she knows he would have also had a better plot in place to ensnare her too and none of his that i can think i may i'm sure maybe we'll come up to a place in the movie later where it's like oh no he accounted for her but i really feel like she is the the um the wild card that yeah that he didn't plan on anything any contingencies for yeah the the fantasy i guess we can come back to clark all in one go but we get bruce spotting diana following her i i always love how easily she shimmies around people as she's moving through the party yeah part of that is probably the grace that just comes with being gal gadot but <laughs> it is thrown into sharp contrast by the two bakers wheeling this giant cake scale model of the parthenon i think i was saying to you i will never forget that Zack snyder confirmed on vero that he instructed those guys to hit ben affleck with that cake <laughs> Yeah. As directly as they possibly could in each take so that his frustration at having to move around them uh, is absolutely genuine. Yeah. And it's a great moment. It's one of those little moments, but it's 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 great how he's really out of his element here, whereas he's kind of been the cocky Bruce Wayne up to this point. Now he's like, she's got his, his leech and he doesn't know who she is and he's been distracted by her anyway. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. I thought I was in control here and now I'm not. Um, I think I talked about this a few minutes ago when, when she kind of first appeared at the party. This moment especially is where you really wonder what would have happened if they had kept Wonder Woman a secret and Gal Gadot had just been a mystery character. Oh, yeah. Because everybody would be 150% convinced that she's Catwoman. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> totally. Like, oh man, she just swiped something from a fancy party wearing a cocktail dress, like elegantly picks her way out and gets into a sports car. Yeah, exactly. It's not a cocktail dress, but it's a yeah, but she's yeah. And she gets to the sports car and takes off and she, and she's alluring to, to Bruce and it's like, Oh yeah, no, that's Catwoman through and through. Yeah. And then that, that continues even uh, and she's in you know, in later minutes with kind of the her professional interests. And um and what would make that reveal later on just that much more awesome. But, um, but you know, it was cool having her in marketing too. So, yeah, that is helpful. Yeah. So at that point, I think we can, it's kind of interspersed here, but Clark is distracted by news footage that is happening in the kitchen. It, it's, it's so interesting. It makes such perfect sense in all of this that the broadcast is. From Mexico, these are all Latino employees. It's being broadcast in Spanish. It's like this, just how we're talking about, like the themes of, of tribalism 
well, there's this big party going on, but then in the basement, there's this whole other, they're all huddled around the TV. Yeah. Gripped by this tragedy that has nothing to do with this black and white party going on upstairs. None of them know or care, except for yeah, Clark. It's it's a very literal, he obviously speaks Spanish. He responds like perfectly to the line, you know, that there is a mm-hmm. girl in there. I love the visual of Bruce chasing Diana up over this, you know, totally personal spy mission he's on and walking by literally the words that are coming out is they're going to let that girl die. And Bruce is here because, you know, like there's an automatic parallel of, of what has motivated Bruce. But now it's like, yeah, that's cool when you're Diana trying to stay secret or you are Bruce trying to be duplicitous when you're Superman, a little girl dying in a, in a fire thousands of miles away is your problem. Just the fact that they're running away and what he's dealing with is obviously so much more important. Like there are genuine lives in danger and the people are watching it. You know, like you said, this glamorous party upstairs and they're downstairs watching in horror as they're going to see uh, an innocent child die. Yeah. Well, and he's got Bruce red-handed here, here, basically. Well, I guess not because he doesn't have the leech on him, but I mean, he's like, he could. If he stayed know, around another 10 seconds, boy. He'd get like everything he wanted, basically. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, but he abandons that to, to go after, um, after the girl, which I think you raised this question in the last minute now begs the question also of did Lex, did Lex orchestrate that? Because everything about it, if you kind of look at the convenience of it. Exactly. It's in Mexico. So he would have known that like, that was going to be at the, like the, the wait staff was going to be on the way to the server room. Um, and that Clark would be following Bruce because he was listening in and that he had kind of clued and he kind of dropped those hints too with the like, my R&D is up to no good and all that kind of like, he sort of juiced uh, Clark up for that. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like like he wanted him to kind of follow Bruce and then he got distracted by that. And it was something that was far enough away that it would give Bruce enough time to kind of get out of the party and. You know, of course, maybe he expected Bruce to be the one that left with the leech, and he wasn't. But that he still needs Superman to not follow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you said. I'm not gonna. That's going back to that point. If Bruce had had did have the leech, because I bet that he maybe he knew. Maybe that's that's part of why he he took off is because he knew that Bruce didn't have it because he could see with his like X-ray vision or he could hear whatever was going on. And so he's like, okay, whatever he was doing, he doesn't, he's not stealing anything. So I'm going to take off. This is not my business. This girl is. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I'm not putting on a tinfoil hat here, but when all of this happens, it's like, boy, that is really convenient. Yeah. Well, and, (laughs) and what I, and what I've learned from this movie, the more, the more I break it down is if there's something convenient, probably it was orchestrated by Lex. Yeah. Um, and that typically makes more sense than sort of, script or plot contrivance because it it all it all works out everything is yeah. is convenient enough to be something that Lex would have would have planned after seeing how much he is playing Bruce just perfectly to plan then this is just as gross that you know he would put lives in danger to distract exactly. Superman but well well and it's a fire and notice he uses like fire is like his fire in Africa and then fire to burn um Martha later on. It would be weird if this worked out for Lex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. He doesn't seem like someone who can... counts on luck. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've seen that answered, but we'll see if we can get an answer for that on uh, on Barrow or something. They're going to let that girl die, and that is what Clark needs to hear to immediately start undoing his tie. <laughs> yeah. For the Superman fans is the little injection of serotonin into the body of yes. <laughs> I know Superman is coming. And then I believe uh, that is when we follow the, the drive-by caking, Diana's escape, and Bruce watching her leave. And that is where we leave it. I know you said you liked how smoothly Diana ducks through the crowd. I also like how well she times it so that she's just getting into the car, like right as Bruce. And then it's especially cool because we end up getting to see her in, in Wonder Woman. But that still ends with her, you know, nearly 100 years or right around 100 years before this takes place. And so kind of, I know we hadn't seen that yet, but after also seeing that and you kind of see where she is here, it's cool how savvy she is at blending in, at navigating the the situation. And, and she's like way more kind of spy now than than she was then. Yeah. And it's it's super cool. And regardless of the fact, the implication that we're supposed to have is that she got what she came for. Yes. Which demands that she knows more than even we do at this point, which is always, always welcome in a movie with, with this many moving pieces. And yeah, well, especially when she's coming in as this wild card where it's, you're, you're following Bruce, expecting him to get this thing. And then all of a sudden this person who we aren't familiar with shows up and takes it. And all of a sudden she seems to be the only one who, who's kind of got her finger on the pulse. She's playing the Catwoman role of the rogue <laughs> agent. <laughs> yeah. I guess an okay party, all in all. <laughs> Superman is on his way to Mexico. Bruce is on his way, I guess, like dejectedly back to the Batcave. And Diana is on her way to who knows where for what reasons. Yeah, I kind of almost wish that we had a shot of him like getting back to the Batcave and like throwing something. Or like, I knew I should have worn the suit. <laughs> like, if I had just gone as Batman and taken it. I guess in hindsight, you can, what, a, a nice girl can make you honest. Yeah. Oh, Alfred. You didn't know what a what a sage you were. <laughs> Does it, can we call Diana? No, she's not really a, a girl from Metropolis at this point. Otherwise, that would be no. She's not an absolutely nice girl from Metropolis. What she does in this movie. So we'll leave it there. Uh, we are about to get into some of the heaviest. Basically, we're gonna we're gonna get into the uh, minutes that we've been doing an impression of for the last <laughs> several hundred hours, I guess. Yeah, it it goes from we had some good minutes. Not that none of these are good, but we had like some really denser minutes a while back, and a lot of these more recent ones have been like, you know, kind of touching on some themes and teasing some things that are coming up. And uh, what starting in the next minute, it's going to be like these are not going to be ten minute episodes. <laughs> no, until then, if people want to, they can go back to rewatch Man of Steel, perhaps the sequence of Zod's fever dream inflicted on. Cal, if you want to be really primed for, for this next minute coming, but that will be minute 54. Party's over. Cake. Hopefully that is the actual scene that we didn't get. That's why Bruce was, Bruce went back into the party. He takes a big slice of that part yeah, of the cake. Of He's like. <laughs> we had some good minutes. Not that none of these are good, but we had like some really denser minutes a while back.